Welcome to the Healthy Doctor Podcast, where we host conversations about physician well-being. I'm Dr. Steve Sartori, Director of the Center for Well-Being at the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. Healthy relationships are a key element of well-being, and the demands of the healthcare profession can stress these relationships. For those who are married, attending to this important relationship is vitally important. To explore this further, my guest on this episode is Dr. Phil Brown. Dr. Phil Brown is a retired physician who is now a life coach. Along with his wife, Lynn, who is also a life coach, they share a passion to see marriages flourish. They have been married 35 years and have been involved in prayer ministry and marriage ministry for much of their lives. They have experience with premarital counseling, marriage counseling, and marriage coaching. As marriage coaches, they are certified facilitators of the Symbus Assessment. Dr. Brown holds a DO degree from the Kansas City College of Osteopathic Medicine and completed a residency in internal medicine. He practiced emergency medicine for many years and served as the Director of Emergency Services at Central Vermont Medical Center from 1992 to 2008. He became the Chief Medical Officer at that institution in 2008, serving in that capacity for 10 years before retiring in 2018. Phil and Lynn have two adult children and are enjoying the new opportunities afforded by this stage of their lives. I'm eager to hear what Phil has to share. Phil, you and Lynn have developed an effective marriage ministry, and so I'm curious about what initiated your interest in this marriage ministry. Well, as is true, uh, in uh, I think a lot of the genesis of many ministries, ours was born out of necessity to begin with. We had had some early difficulties in uh, our, our marriage and, uh, frankly, needed some help. So we began to seek people and seek books and any way that we could get some help to make our marriage a, a, a more effective marriage and a, and a marriage that we w- would be excited about. And so when I got to the point where I, was, I knew I was leaving the chief medical officer position at my uh, last uh, hospital, I uh, began a search to find out what I was going to do. And after being coached by a wonderful woman, I landed upon life coaching as my next stage in the journey. It just so happens that at the training institution, the Professional Christian Coaching Institute, where I got all of my life coaching training, they were offering a marriage coaching program for, I think, the first time. Lynn and I looked at it. Um, We had been involved in marriage ministry in a number of churches before, loved it, felt connected to do more together, and uh, took the course and um, were uh, instructed by just uh, two awesome uh, um, instructors, a husband and wife, Dave and Gail Dewar, uh, who have actually since become our marriage coaching mentors. So we got off and running, and uh, we've, uh, we've done a little more than dip our toes in the water. I think we're taking a full bath now so in marriage coaching. So that's how we got our start. I'm certainly familiar, more familiar with marriage counseling, and I think many people are familiar that marriage counseling has a, a role. But you mentioned marriage coaching. What's the difference there? In marriage coaching, you have a couple or a person who are specially trained in this arena of marriage who come aside the 
married couple and, and uh, assist them in their journey to a marriage that they desire. The marriage coaching process begins with usually an assessment of some sort of their marriage. It's a beginning point. You know, where are we? How is our marriage doing? What are the strengths? What are the areas of opportunity for improvement? And we use a variety of assessments for that, depending upon the couple that we're working with. And then usually the next stage in the process includes an exercise that we work with a couple to determine what their marriage goals are. Where do they want to end up? We let them dream a little bit about, so what would be the best marriage that you can have? So, you know, you have a, uh, a beginning point with the assessment, and you have goals that they develop that uh, are specific marriage goals, uh, where they want to end up. And then we as coaches just come aside them and walk with them, provide tools perhaps uh, to help them get to where they want to go. We help them design actionable steps to achieve those goals and and even act as accountability partners. So that's the basic process of marriage coaching, not too different than coaching itself, in fact. The question you've asked about the distinctions between marriage coaching and marriage counseling is a good one because I think there are some, Lynn and I have had both marriage coaching and marriage counseling, and I think um, there are some important distinctions. One of them is in marriage coaching, we coach the marriage. The client in marriage coaching is the marriage. That's a, a fairly big distinction with marriage counseling. Marriage counseling, generally speaking, the client are the two individuals of the married couple. And so in marriage counseling, typically what happens is, and it was our experience, that we came with individual needs uh, within our marriage, and we got counseled around those individual needs. In marriage coaching, it's a little different. We determine the needs of the marriage through asking a, a number of questions from the married couple, and then we coach around what the needs of the marriage are. It puts a great emphasis on marriage as a team as opposed to marriage as just two individuals coming together. So that's probably one of the major distinctions between marriage coaching and counseling. I think another one is in marriage coaching, we look upon the, the couple as the experts of their marriage. In marriage counseling, the counselor is really the expert. The, the, the couple is looking to the counselor to say, hey, you're the content expert. You know what needs to happen here. You can drive the agenda. You know where we need to go. But coaching really is a partnership. We come aside that couple, and, and we look upon them as the experts. Regardless of whether they've been married for one year or 20 years, they know what their marriage needs. And they have a good idea about how they might individualize some of the tools that we use to get there. So in marriage coaching, they're the experts, not us. Marriage coaching is also a future, kind of a present and future-directed engagement. We don't spend a lot of time digging around the past in a couple's journey in their marriage, as happens in marriage counseling. We don't really focus a lot on the past. We focus more on so what can be transformed now and change for the future? There certainly are times that there are some past issues that are obstacles to the couple going forward. And, you know, as a couple of, uh, who's been married 35 years, sometimes our experience can be brought to bear on uh, helping them maybe get through that, uh, that obstacle of a, a past issue. 
there are clearly some past issues that we might not deal with because we don't have the expertise to deal with. So one of those might be a couple that where an obstacle to moving forward is a history of sexual abuse. That could be a, a real, real tough obstacle to surmount. And we're not sex therapists. We're not therapists of any kind. So we would probably refer that person on. But once again, coaching is more of a present and future-directed engagement as opposed to uh, staying in the past. Another distinction that was part of the experience that my wife Lynn and I had in counseling, something distinct from marriage coaching is this. Our experience and the experience of others that we've talked to have had counseling is that sometimes you feel like the counseling engagement, it has a beginning but no ending. We felt in at least two of our counseling times as a married couple that we were kind of tethered to that counselor. We were so dependent on what their expertise was and and we were, weren't really able to kind of move forward on our own or at least felt that way. In marriage coaching, there's a beginning and there's an ending. And typically, we'll coach a couple for 10, 12, 14 sessions, but even less depending upon what their needs are and what they're looking for, what goals they want to reach. So there's an ending to it. And the ending for the couple, as we see it in marriage coaching, is that they get to a point where they can coach themselves, either in that particular issue that they came to work with them, or they just, in general, they can get to a point where they've learned the tools, they understand the tools, they don't need us to teach them to model those tools, and so they end up coaching themselves. So that's the best end point for them. So mm-hmm. those are the so those are some of the key differences between marriage coaching and counseling. Well, thank you for sharing that, Phil. As you describe that, it sounds quite inviting, actually. It seems like it would be something that a married couple would welcome, that it's more powerful, more engaging, more empowering, more comfortable. I don't know. They're just It just sounds like it's easier to go to. Not, not as much stigma, not as much brokenness, but a sense of hope and a sense we're building something for the future. It sounds more appealing. Well, you know, I, I've, my wife and I, when we came to marriage coaching, it didn't take long for us to look at each other and say, where has it been? Uh, we wish we had had this marriage coaching early in our marriage. It would have been a very different journey. So... Yeah, we, we, we're, we're passionate about marriage coaching. Yeah, on the other hand, of course, you did refer to the fact that some marriages are facing obstacles that perhaps a marriage coach is really not equipped to uh, help with or manage. And so when a marriage is very broken, Phil, what happens there? We are have in our developing relationships with some folks who, some counselors, therapists, who we believe have a specialty in that particular area. You know, when I was a physician, uh, an ER physician, I, uh, after some time, um, and, and as chief medical officer, still an ER physician, I got to know pretty much every physician provider in that institution. I knew who they were. I knew what their capabilities were. I knew where their strengths were, and perhaps even some of their, maybe some of the areas they weren't so strong. But when I referred somebody to that surgeon or that uh, specialist or uh, whatever, I knew that that would be a good match because I knew who those people were. Well, 
Lynn and I are actively involved and have been involved in forming those relationships with folks who have an expertise in an area that we just we don't have and uh, we don't see ourselves moving into. So that's exciting as well because people are therapists, uh, other specialists are beginning to have the excitement that we have about seeing uh, marriages really blossom and, and to move in a direction that God had meant from the beginning. So. Well, you know, marriages within the medical context have their own set of stressors, and I'm sitting here thinking, too, how would a medical married couple know where to go? How would they know or discern, do I go to a coach, do I go to a counselor, do I go to a pastor? What would... How would they discern that? What, what insight would you offer? Yeah, what a great question, Steve. Let me talk a little bit about, I think, some of the, the uh, challenges that uh, a medical marriages might have. This might clarify what you've just asked. You know, medical marriages have some of the same issues that um, non-medical marriages have, um, they can argue or be in disagreement or not work well in the area of finance or, or parenting or communication, sex and intimacy, conflict, you name it. But I think medical marriages have an additional problem that non-medical marriages probably don't have, or at least it, I would say that the problems that uh, face medical and non-medical marriages get accentuated in the medical marriage because of this thing called time. And so physicians, as we know, are working 10 to 15, 20 hours more per week than their non-medical, you know, full-time, 40-hour-a-week colleagues, at least in the United States. And so they have less time, essentially, to devote to anything outside of their professional career, outside of what they're doing at work, and certainly less time to work on their marriage, focus on their marriage, And so I think that the whole concept of time for physicians and physician marriages is a big deal, and I think it's unique. It actually is more unique and more problematic in how they spend their time in a medical marriage. I'll call it the time crunch. I think we're such high achievers, uh, and, and we've been so successful, many physicians, in achieving so much and juggling so much that we get used to juggling more. And so, and that happens both in the profession and outside the profession in a marriage. So it may be buying a bigger house or another car or, you know, a boat or whatever, all good, nothing bad by itself, but certainly something that may take more time for maintenance or more time for this or more time for that and take away from the time that uh, a couple could spend in their marriage. So that belief that we can juggle more becomes a a bigger issue and bigger time crunch. And then I think lastly, particularly Christian physicians, and it doesn't have to be a Christian physician, but often I think it's we who are Christians and physicians feel that we have a duty to do more in this world. You know, we, Jesus said, we are the light of the world. And so I think many of us have felt that, hey, um, if I'm the light of the world, uh, I, I need to do more. I need to make an impact. I need to leave a legacy. All of those things are good, but I think that that can be translated to, once again, taking on another committee assignment, uh, more uh, perhaps for a surgeon, a busy surgeon, taking on 
more coverage time and so on. So that becomes a time crunch as well. So to get back to your question, where does a, a physician start uh, or a physician marriage start? You know, do they start with coaching? Do they start with getting to know a couple in the church? I think what's keenly uh, important is that they start focusing in on their marriage in one way or another. And I think that the more I uh, live this life in my marriage, uh, the more I realize that it's getting harder and harder and harder for folks to do these things on their own. Way back, my wife and I had a notion that we could buy a book, learn from that book, and adapt whatever truths were in that book in our marriage, and move on. And I think certainly that works for very few people, but with the time crunch that physician marriages have, I think, this is my own personal belief, that physician marriages really need somebody to come aside them and to help them and focus in on that marriage. So that could be, for instance, a couple in the church, a couple, and maybe a, it could be an older couple or just a couple that's maybe further down the journey in a good marriage. It could be a couple in the department that they're working in or in the training, the residency training, um, for instance. But it would need to be somebody who is willing to walk beside them and be transparent in their own marriage and be willing to speak into that marriage to help out. That doesn't necessarily have to be a coach. Um, I think sometimes in this marriage journey that we're on, it's better caught than taught. And so once again, walking with a couple that's a little further down the road and asking them, so how did that work for you? How did you surmount that, that obstacle and communication or whatever? I think people can... From a medical marriage can garner a lot from that. But I would just emphasize it's, I think it's more important that, some, that uh, a medical marriage these days, the journey is too fraught with obstacles and too important not to walk with somebody, some couple, whether it be a marriage coach or a couple in your church or whatever. So mm. I hope that answered the question, Steve. Well, you bring to the forefront the importance of the human connection that we need to connect with others, we learn from others. The very thing that we seem to have so little of time and relationships require time, and that time in our relationship can also be augmented by time with another couple, time with a coach, time with a counselor, time with a pastor, maybe time with a book for some, but but investing something into your marriage of time, and then even above and beyond that, connecting with something or someone else, hopefully someone else is what it sounds like to me. You bet. Absolutely. I, I think you hit, the, you hit the highlight, Steve. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm, you know, we're about time to wrap up here, but I'm, I'm just curious, since you're the expert in marriage, maybe you don't, <laughs> maybe you don't advertise that, but I look to you as someone who has some... Uh, good information and experience. Uh, would you have any uh, final comments or any pearls for doctors out there? Just uh, as we wind down, just a couple come to mind. You know, as uh, my wife and I walked through this journey of marriage and had made so many mistakes in our own marriage, we realized that, um, once again, 24 hours, there's only 24 hours in the day for, for our marriage, and we need good direction to know you know, what should I be involved with, either outside of the, our career 
or maybe in the church and so on and so forth, because everything that we add in terms of an activity or our involvement is going to take away from, once again, the ability to focus in on marriage, which I think to a married couple is the most important relationship outside of God that you can have. So I think that what we've learned is that we we need God to make those choices. He knows how we're wired. He knows how our marriage is wired, what it needs. And so I think coming to God on a regular basis to say, hey, you're our filter, you're our director, you're our lead, help us to know, do we take that assignment? Do I take this new job? Or is that not a good idea? So certainly coming to God in direction is so important on a regular basis. And I think the best way to do that is praying with my wife. I think prayer, particularly couples prayer, is one of the most underrated, underutilized disciplines that we've run across. Jesus said that, you know, when two or more are gathered in my name, there I will be in, in, in their midst. So I take that literally, that he, there's something about corporate prayer with your wife that makes seeking him, uh, uh, Jesus, for direction so powerful and so cl- more clear. I wish, in retrospect, we had learned this early in our marriage, that we had done what we talked about before, finding somebody, a couple, more experienced, good marriage, somebody to walk through this marriage with. It would have saved us a lot of heartache and a lot of uh, frustration, I'm sure. Well, Phil, I have thoroughly appreciated what you've had to share. You've given me some new thoughts and my desire to... uh enhance my own personal marriage. I think there's always room for improvement for all of us in moving ahead relationally, and it's an ongoing gift and an ongoing challenge. So thanks for giving us some helpful ideas. If someone is interested in learning more about you or the ministry you have or what kind of resources might you recommend or how might they connect with you? So um, we can be reached we have a website, um, and we can be reached at um, phil, P-H-I-L, and A-N-D, lynn.com, so philandlynn.com. That's a, certainly a way to contact us. Um, lynn and I also, we do group coaching and absolutely love group coaching because there's such an, a beyond the personal coaching, which we do with married couples, which we, we have a passion for. Group coaching brings another dynamic of additional knowledge and there can be so much experience that you garner from your uh, other your colleagues in the room. So we do group coaching and and actually do um, retreats now, one day and and uh, marriage uh, weekend retreats. So certainly, if that interests people, um, we would love to come and or discuss it with you and see what the needs of the the either the organization, the church, or whatever. And the best way to do that would be to contact us at our website and philandlynn.com. All right. Well, we appreciate that very much. We will direct our listeners there. And uh, thank you so much, Phil. It's been a joy getting to know you, and thanks for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again in the future. Steve, uh, thanks so much. It's, It's always enjoyable to spend some time with you. Phil has left all of us with the challenge of improving our marriages by seeking help from another couple or a helper, a counselor, a pastor, a coach. I think all of us could benefit from the recommendations that Phil has shared with us. 
If you would like to connect with Phil, you can visit the website philandlin.com. philandlin.com. They would be interested in sharing what they know and perhaps going into a coaching engagement with you. At CMDA, we offer Marriage Enrichment Retreat Weekends. If you would like more information about that, visit cmda.org slash marriage hyphen enrichment. cmda.org slash marriage hyphen enrichment. At the CMDA Center for Wellbeing, we help healthcare professionals align with God, optimize well-being, and maximize influence. For more information, visit cmda.org slash well-being. If you are interested in hosting a well-being retreat or need a speaker for your meeting or event, email wellbeing at cmda.org. If you want help to manage burnout, navigate change or transition, or grow your leadership skills, a CMDA coach can help. Visit cmda.org slash coaching or email coaching at cmda.org. I invite you to join us in St. Louis, August 16 through 18, for a well-being conference for doctors and other healthcare professionals. The conference offers CME presentations, facilitated small group discussions, and time for worship, fellowship, and individual reflection. You will come away from this event informed, refreshed, and encouraged. Visit cmda.org slash events for more information and register now to secure your spot. Space is limited. The CMDA Coaching Ministry invites you to a coach training course in Mobile, Alabama, September 17 and 18, just prior to the Women Physicians in Christ Conference. The training is healthcare-specific, and participants will learn the mindset of coaching and develop the skills of active listening and asking powerful questions. Whether you're a physician, dentist, PA, NP, resident, student, or spouse, you will love this highly interactive training. Visit cmda.org slash events for more information. Space is limited for this event also, so I urge you, please register now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Healthy Doctor. Please tune in again next month, and until then, please remember, care for yourself as you care for others. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.